This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215. I love it when people do that. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I do, I really like it. I, like I know you do, but for one of the most sincere people I've ever met, you yeah. sounded awfully insincere. Oh, did I? Yep. Well, it's commercial radio. I think there is a certain amount of insincerity in my contract. So... Uh, Frank, we're having a lot of response to uh, your appearance last night. Yes, I think um, my haircut has overtaken my... I think she meant your appearance on Graham Norton, but yeah, you're right, we're also getting some hair correspondence too. (laughs) It is linked, yes. I I can't think of many people who have genuinely gone on television knowing that their haircut is terrible and done nothing about it, but I felt I needed to take it to... uh, it's almost anti-pop star, isn't it, what you're doing? Because they go on with terrible hair, not knowing that it's terrible. Yeah, there's that. Or and, footballers. And also, you know, when I used to do a chat show myself, there were p- people who came and went into makeup, but it was a great many people who arrived with their makeup and wardrobe, their own mm. people. And they're in the room for like three hours being wow. prepared, you know. And uh, give us a chance to keep up. <laughs> well, I what I enjoyed last night was Ashley Banjo openly laughed when your hair was mentioned. But yeah. did he? Well, yes. Well, his is meticulous, of course. He looks like you know people's hair who looks like daily maintenance hair. All oh, right, I yeah. can't be, I can't be doing that <laughs> daily. No. Well, thing. evidently not. Oh, no, did, you see, right. did you see uh, our, our I, I esteemed not, leader? But I might watch it another time. I, oh, I just didn't know it was on. He's, he plays his cards close to his chest, doesn't he, with his uh, other professional well, engagements? You think I'm going to text you and say, by the way, I'm on Graham Norton tonight. I mean, what kind of scoundrel? <laughs> our esteemed leader did a brilliant oh, yeah. thing, Al. Did he? When they introduced him, you know when Graham Norton does a do-no and they do-do-do-do, the little sound bed of music? Yeah. He said, and... Frank Skinner and Frank I think it's the only time I've ever seen anyone do this when yeah <laughs> and cheered himself well actually no I thought I'd been banned after um, the flying ant day incident on there so we've had a missive about that actually okay <laughs> uh, don't usually watch Graham Norton but was gripped to see Frank wondering if he'd bring up flying ant gate see if Miley Cyrus's insect know-how was better than fastbenders <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a, quite a challenging thing. I was a little bit frightened of Miley Cyrus as well. She wasn't in the studio, I should say. The way it worked out was that um, Ewan McGregor and Miley Cyrus was on Zoom. Oh, yeah. And and me, Shirley Ballas, and uh, I'll get I'll get back to... I made a terrible faux pas. But anyway, me, Shirley Ballas, and Ashley Banjo were in the studio, mm-hmm. which gave me a feeling... God bless all of us. Is that the, the policy? Because there is some risk involved in going into the studio and having, being made up and having people around you. Right. And um, and uh, I I got a feel we were categorised as people who showbiz could afford to lose. Right. I see. Those, those who are actually in the studio. It's a tier system. Yeah. Whereas Miley and you and you know what I mean. But let's look, they need to be looked after. <laughs> showbiz gold. Now, my terrible faux pas was all evening, and I didn't realise till I got... I think I, I got... know what it is. Oh, go on. Well, I, I don't want to raise it in case you don't realise no, it. No, go on, I wouldn't mind another faux pas <laughs> to take the edge off this one. This no. Displacement of anxiety. I'll tell you what I picked up on. Uh-oh. Go on. Um, Frank's, Frank's face is actually contorting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm close to that. <laughs> there was a moment where Shirley Ballas... Oh, no had been talking about her... And she was very open, God love her, wasn't she? She, I thought she was brilliant, talking about her relationships and how many times she'd been married. And it was sort of becoming a bit of a joke and she was all laughing, it was all very good-natured. Ewan McGregor popped up and talked about... He was promoting a show on a motorbike and Mm -hmm. Shelley Ballas said, ''Oh, I'd like to go on the back of your bike.'' And Frank said, ''I see another marriage coming on.'' (laughs) Right. And I suddenly, for a minute, I thought, are you referring to the fact that you and McGregor got divorced quite recently? Oh, no, I don't. No, I, don't, I missed that one. I'm all, I'm all right with that. It takes the edge off it when they're on Zoom. Yeah. Now, the problem was that 
on and off air, from arrival to leaving, I called Shirley Sally. Oh, yeah, that is bad. Yeah, I did that for... And this is a woman on what, probably the biggest show on television. Yeah. So I've, I have I got back and uh, I said to Kath, I said, oh, no, it's, it's really nice. Uh, um, Sally Ballas was on. She's like a <laughs> night. And she said, Shirley Ballas. And I went... Too late. Stevie D, talking of the terrible hair, it's not the terrible Steve, hair. Stevie D of the um, the Romford robot. Um, uh, I'm not sure about that, but that was, um, that, that's what they call Steve Davis. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Stevie D says, "I loved the Graham Norton show last night. You've inspired me to try something new with my hair." Okay. Is that it? Is that the end? Yeah. Oh, this, I thought, this, I thought this, something new was nothing. <laughs> no. I mean, we've had some other, you know, Cool Papa Bell has said um, he noticed similarities with Max Wall. Oh, yeah. He oh, said, yeah. Um, is it just an arty... All, ho- all right. <laughs> is it just an arty haircut since you went all poetry, please? Um, <laughs> well... <laughs> all poetry, please. <laughs> He's channeling <laughs> Emily Dean there. Went all. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, maybe it is, yeah. Maybe I've become terribly op myself. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say it's uh, overall very positive reviews of the hair, though? Oh, really? Yes. I don't review it positively, and it's mine. Well, a strange thing has happened to my hair. The last time it was long, which was um, sort of midlife crisis, about 40-ish, something like that, um, it was it was curling. It's always been in my life when it's been long, it's been curly. But right. it's gone. It's now it hasn't curled in length, and my hair went straight, but inside my head, it had like right. there was an internal straightening of my hair, <laughs> which is really, you know, what goes. It makes you wonder if you grew hair, and, you know, if after a long period of time, what might come out. I didn't realise it changed internally. Well, Andy Bush has said on Twitter um, of Absolute Radio... What, Bush? Yeah, Bush. Don't ever use that Andy part again. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not get the uh, memo? Bush says, uh, I'm obsessed with Frank's hair on the Graham Norton show. He looks like Jürgen Klinsmann's learned older brother. (laughs) Bush! That's good. Thank you, Bush. We enjoy that. We've also had... Uh, oh, we had something in about the Fonz, didn't we? Do I you... haven't seen that. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to I'm reveal the ha- innards. I'm always happy for uh, texts about the Fonz in 2020. <laughs> Andrew Foulia says, um, we were discussing... He was listening to some old podcasts and apparently we'd been discussing the Fonz's genes. And, uh, jeans as in his blue jeans? Yes. OK. Um, and it got me thinking during all your chats about who is in what chair. I don't think you've ever talked about who is in the cool chair. Surely it's still the Fonz, continues Andrew. Mm. I can't think of a single celebrity since Fonzie who could possibly replace him in the sentence, look at him, he thinks he's the Fonz. Mm. Yeah, that's. I suppose it's been harder. It's harder to be cool unironically. Uh, nowadays, I thought mm. you were going to say it's harder to be cool in such a fragmented media landscape for a second. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't. I was never <laughs> going to say that. That wasn't. I didn't even see that when I arrived at the crossroads, which represented the completion <laughs> of that sentence. <laughs> there wasn't even a sign for that road. <laughs> so uh, no, I wasn't going to say that. Uh, 938 has texted a joke oh, about, 938. about your hair. Oh. I think it might be an old joke, but I, I don't know it, I don't, so I'm I enjoying it. I'm I don't gonna, mind an old joke. I hope it's not somebody who is... Well, actually, nobody's using their jokes in stand-up now at the moment, are no, they? So no. I suppose they're all free to use. Um, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> terrible logic from Alan. Uh, Frank, if the barber asks, do you want it cut round the back, the answer shouldn't be, no, I want it cut in the shop. No, but it's Cheers, good. Rich. It's, no. it's, I like it. I mean, it sounds like an old joke, but I Don't like it. it. What yeah. about that time I went for a haircut oh. and he said, how do you want it? And I said, like that, and I pointed at a poster of me across the road. 
Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not the story I thought you were going to tell. No, I can't tell that story again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, funny life could always be that. Yeah. Well, now you'd be pointing at posters of someone else. Uh, we've had suggestions. The doc, the the, doc, the scientist in Back to the Future <laughs> has come up. Um, Mike Coe, I don't know if he's any relation. Please, I'm thinking of Seb. Seb. Yeah, oh. he's in the Coe chair. I was thinking of Jonathan Coe. Oh, yeah, the novelist. Oh, you've changed, yeah. look at you. Oh, no, he's a, he's a sort of West Midlands. Now you've gone all poetry, figure. please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike Coe... Frank, you are without doubt one of the finest comedians this country has ever produced. There's a bot coming, I know. There's a bot coming. I was worried about one of the. Okay. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, but please sort but. your barnet out. <laughs> You're starting to look like Quentin Crisp Love. I saw Quentin it. Crisp. I saw Quentin Crisp live. Did you? Yeah. Quentin Crisp was. He was a, a, one of the first, I would say, celebrity homosexuals. He was, he, he, when it was a mm. difficult and dangerous even thing to be, he, he was there waving the flag. And I saw him in his off-Broadway show. And um, he was an interesting individual. I, you don't <laughs> see many people who actually have dust on them. Yeah. He actually needed to be dusted. Mm. Um, and he was, of course, he did. He famously said this thing that he never, he never ever cleans his flat. He said, if you de- if you never clean your flat, after about four or five years, it never gets any worse. It reaches a point of ultimate, and then it doesn't get any worse. As he said, it's all a case of keeping one's nerve. <laughs> <laughs> But it was an amazing. I was introduced to him after by some guy, and he it, it was uh, it was like someone had been you know that um, Adam Adamant Lives was a TV show with Gerald Harper where they found a Victorian gentleman that had been in a block of ice <laughs> since the 19th century. It, it was like that, not so much in a block of ice as in a in a in a cupboard with where they'd left the door open so the dust had got in but yeah <laughs> so I don't mind looking like Quentin Chris his hair was purple if I remember rightly but you know yes he had a purple rinse that purple rinse thing that old ladies used to have does that still exist did you did your um, Eight, 12, any of your mum's yeah. friends have that Frank I thought it was more slightly was old, older ladies yeah, yeah. yeah one of our dinner ladies <clears throat> Addy um, Mrs Bissica. Mm. She had uh, she had a, a purple rinse, it, but it used to be young people might think no, oh he's saying purple. What he means is a slight tinge. I mean absolutely no. yeah, yeah. lavender coloured hair. It was Ian Lavender shade, <laughs> and uh, you may recall, I remember Molly Sugden. Yeah. Uh, from Are You Being Served? It was mm-hmm. definitely Sogdanian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about that. Well, that was always um, my parents. It was always that was considered such a faux pas to not to refer to a Shakespeare play by its full name. I mean, the exchange of looks you'd get. It would always be the Shrew or oh, okay. oh, right. Henry V. I love that. Uh, Hank Sank was Henry V. Obviously, really? yes, you had to call it Hank Sank. Well, I, I love all that. I must say, <laughs> I was in a, an office once at the BBC with this guy called uh, Tony, who was a director. I know, I know. It sounds like one of the. I really need a silk, <laughs> a fashion scarf. For this of course, film. he was called Tony if he was a. BBC. And the phone went, and he said, "Hello, fools." <laughs> and it was the Falls and Horses office. But I love all that. <clears throat> oh, actors! Frank Shannon, Ronnie Corbett with this showbiz anecdote. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, of course, I've got a Ronnie Corbett anecdote. Have you? Go on. Is it broadcastable? Well, I was in a, the ITV pantomime with uh, Ronnie Corbett. He was one of the ugly sisters, and I was Buttons. Mm-hmm. And um, I was—I uh, used to hang around with uh, Lisa Tarbuck quite a bit at a time, and she said to me, are oh, you working with Ronnie? Um, Ask him about his... He makes bread. Ask him, he'll bring you a, he'll bring you a loaf in. I said, he... She said... No, he'll be fine with it. She said, he'll, he'll, he'll bring you a loaf in. I said, he won't bring me. I don't know. I've only ever met him, you know, once before. Anyway, we first day, he, I said, oh, I was with Lisa. He goes, oh, lovely Lisa. And I said, yeah, she's telling me you make spread. He said, I'll bring you a loaf in. 
Sure enough, <laughs> he did. And there's something special about eating Ronnie Corbett's bread. Do you know what I mean? It's a tiny, tiny loaf. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I, I I said to the <coughs> sorry, carry on. I, I just uh, whilst we're on the subject of uh, Ronnie Corbett. stars oh, yeah. that may or may not be with us, he's no longer with us. No, no. Um, the the bit of last week's show that I heard actually, I was in a hire car and I am um, I heard you wondering aloud on on the radio if uh, Nick Robinson from the BBC was still with I'm us. I'm sure he's still with us. Well, you did ask. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I should. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I, sh- I feel like I should bring it to your attention that uh, Brendan McKinney uh, messaged the show. Just listen to the podcast. There doesn't seem to have been a response to your question, re B- BBC Nick Robinson, dead or alive. I'm glad to report he's alive and well and regularly presenting the day- Today programme on Radio 4. Oh. All praise redacted as is customary. Well, you know, once people go onto radio, you sort of forget they exist. Oh, that's true. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need a jingle for that. Around her neck, she wore a yellow ribbon. She wore it in the springtime and in the month of May. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know it's irrelevant to what we're talking about. I had that jingle um, put together by the by the producers there. The reason I got it was when it was at the time when. Um, Pep Guardiola was very much tying himself to a Catalan independence and was wearing a yellow <laughs> ribbon every week, oh, yeah. which the FA fined him every week for wearing it. Yeah, continued should to have wear fined it. him for that cardigan he used to wear. <laughs> oh, yes, that thick grey. It was a sort of a... Um, if, um, if Starsky and Hodge had been uh, in pencil, if yes. the show had been in pencil... That's, that's a really good description yeah, of that's that cardigan. Absolutely that's first what, class um, description. Really good. What's he called, Jean, Jean-Paul Glazier, was he called? Uh, Michael. Ma- was a Michael there was, in there? It was, there was a, a Glazier? <laughs> So Paul seven, Michael Glazier? Paul Michael, maybe, no, yeah. That I could th- be an anagram of his name. But anyway, the, the, the man in the cardigan. Mm. That, that's what his cardigan would look like in pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we've cleared that up. Oh, is it, is it lead nowadays or some sort of bauxite that you get in a... Oh, what, in the pencil? pencil? Yeah. I don't know. I've got an 12, idea. 15, what's I, in a pencil? I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's in a pencil? The new game show with Frank Skinner. Hi! What's in a pencil? And everybody uh, and does a, like a scribbling thing in the air like when you're calling the waiter over to... Uh, to uh, ask for the bill. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I was having a shave this week. Cool story. When <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> it gets better. Sound like the Irish rowers on uh, yeah, Graham Norton. Where well, are they better. now, dear? Um, and uh, Achy Breaky Heart came on. Oh yeah. Oh I say it came on. I mean, I was I was listening to now. That's what I call country music. So when I say came on, I shouldn't be shocked by that. Miley's uh, dad. Uh, yes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Billy Ray. Small world, isn't it? Billy Ray Sarus. <laughs> and um, it, um, I I started line dancing, even though I was Did shaving. You? I I, fe- I you know when people talk about dance as like almost like a spiritual yeah. thing. I remember um um t- what's Tim Vine's brother called? Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Vine. Love, love a bit of jazz, eh? Um I met him after he'd done um Strictly and um, he said um it was um the, the center of his spiritual world now was dance. Mm. Which I thought Wow, I think WB Yates said that. Now Jeremy Vine saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Post Strictly. And um, it, I I couldn't stop it. I just started line... I used to go line dancing in Hendon. Do you know that? No. Woman with a Stetson and... Uh, what Can't we, say I've ever been then. Yeah, well, I mean, pe- to Hendon, well, people of my generation dancing. call a, a Madonna microphone. Yes. And young people call a microphone. But you were shaving yes. and line dancing simultaneously. Yeah, I mean, it's a dangerous... Game. It's lucky that you had the budget in the uh, bathroom decor for a full mirrored wall, isn't it? Really, well, when you look back on it. Well, there's always that ceiling in the bedroom. If I was, <laughs> if I was stuck. Oh. But um, 
I honestly believe, and I'm not saying this for comedy purposes, that it's unless I was really trying hard, I don't think I could listen to Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus without line dancing. I mean, it's it's almost like a Pavlov dog mm-hmm. thing. What a brilliant thing to be able to control people like yeah. that. I, I totally relate to that. Mm-hmm. I have the same thing. If I, I'm, I'm feeling it now, Frank, thinking of the song. Yeah. If I hear Madonna's Vogue... Oh, oh, yeah. Strike a pose. Oh, I'm about to vogue. I have to do a bit of voguing. Oh, it's, it's, a brilliant, it's, on, it's honestly like Billy Ray has taken me by the hips and started <laughs> moving them around. You know, I was taught to line dance by um, Lionel Blair. You're so no. sure of his. Yeah, uh, I was, genuinely. Please tell me he was wearing a boot-cut trouser at the time. Well, he'd, he'd got a, um, a DVD out, which was a revolutionary piece of tech at the time, um, called uh, Lionel Dancing. Oh, that's good. In which no, he, that uh, is a good title. Yeah, in which he um, explored the art. <laughs> and uh, Very good. I mean, it's, it, I, it strikes me as a thing that could continue through all the government... Um, restrictions because all you have to do is loosen up the line a bit and you can right. you can keep this what you want Got is sort hands of extended kind of thing you want a sort of battlements formation right yeah, so you yeah. know you get one person and then a gap and then like you do on top of a fort yes is achy breaky heart the only sa- i mean that's obviously the governor when it comes to the line dance, but is that's the only song I associate with oh, the no, line no. dance. Oh no, no. When you go, um, I mean, when you go to classes, mm. you uh, you get. I mean, there's loads of stuff, but that still is felt like the night. You know, when you go and see, par example, if you went to see that guy who did uh, "I Am the One and Only." Oh yeah. You're waiting. Hawks, yeah, what yeah. else he comes up with at that gig? You're waiting. <laughs> You're waiting for mm. "I Am the One and Only." And that's how it was with Aki Breaking Heart. But it was, it was a brilliant night out. I, I just wonder if it's still... I never hear of it now. And then... Line dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's gone. Yeah. Nick Robinson, line dancing. What's next? <laughs> Freedoms. Yeah, and then they came for us. <laughs> Lots of things are going, aren't they? <laughs> but I had, a, I had some terrible news about... Achy, breaky oh, heart. Oh no! Um, well, I'll I'll tell you after I can't this. Wait. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, I'm always worried they might say to Ringo Starr and he'll take offence. Oh, yeah. Very Plus, lucky man. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. I, um, oh, we were talking about... Um, yeah, haven't, we, uh, haven't we got some plate spinning? Are you mid-anecdote? You left us. I found out something about achy, breaky heart. Oh, go on. Which, whatever, you know, your tastes are, you just have to respect a song that can make people dance. Yeah. And it, it's a song that makes me very happy. Anyway, um, I discovered that it was number two in VH1's 50 Most Awesomely Bad Songs Ever. Well, that's wrong. Was it? That is, that's just... It's wrong. Well, obviously, you've now left us with a giant questione there, which what, is... What? What's number one? Thank yeah, you, Al. I, 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 I did that on purpose. Oh, who are VH1? You know, you know those, I, have a, I have a thing that if people say to me, oh, God, that's the second worst thing that's happened to me this week, <laughs> I always go, oh, really? Do you see the match last night? <laughs> I delight in not taking. And the hook is, it's actually tickling my top lip, the hook, but I will not bite it. I will not swallow. I need to go full on for the Peter Hook, so mm-hmm. come on. Emily asked. Hand over the goods. Do you not know? Okay, I do know. Because yeah. <gasps> um, I knew you'd do that and I knew I'd yeah. enjoy drawing you in. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that's the second most enjoyable thing I've done this week. <laughs> oh, no. No, I... Um, we will ask that one. I... Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're all right. You're, you're on safe ground there. I did once say that um, post... Um, oh. I said to someone, that's the second best. You did it. Yeah, it was supposed to be a joke. 
I wouldn't have laughed. No, they... Um, well, they, they didn't. not then. Anyway, they didn't, <laughs> neither of them. <laughs> so, um, yes, the worst one, any... I'll let you... I mean, you won't guess it. Okay. I'll give you a clue. Is it a no- I'll give, is it? I'll give Sorry you a to clue. sound like Mock the Week. Is it <laughs> a novelty song? No, it's a song, um, I would say it's a rock song about um, architecture. Ooh. Architectural oh. techniques. Is it? Well, it can't. Oh, architectural techniques. You know that old theme that runs through rock music? <laughs> Architectural techniques theme. Well, architect. We built this city. Pink oh, Floyd. You've got it. No. Very good. No. We built this city. <laughs> it's not. We that. built it. It is by um, Starship. Is it? Yes, yeah, Starship. I didn't realise that was considered a bad song. I I think I'm going to go this far. I think it's a great song. So do yeah, I. I think the one and I two think... of this bad songs list are good songs. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I. If that was in the top ten of the, the most awesomely good songs we built this city, yeah, you'd I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Oh, in fact, I, I now want to dance. It's in my head, Frank. These VH1 people seem really bad at making lists of stuff because it's the opposite of what they think. Mm, I remember um, when I was on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire last, I mentioned casually that I, I, I thought... Imagine was a terrible song, oh, the yeah. John Lennon song. Melodically, it's strong, but lyrically, I felt the crowd really all over the shop. It was the obvious of asking the front the audience. I'll front the audience mm. option. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and they really took like I'd like I'd said something about the royal family or yes. something like that. This is it's considered sort of sacrilegious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, songs. I think Whereas the tide is turning against that song. Though. I built this city. <laughs> no, no, you see, it's typical. You've gone, I built. Well, it's we. Oh. Okay, it's a common. I was talking about my career. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't build it on rock and roll, actually. But uh, <laughs> I, the idea of building a city on rock and roll as well is fabulous. Yeah. You know, but you think of all the shoddy builders and that in the 60s, all that concrete and breeze block. But these guys, they built mm. it on rock and roll, the very heart of our souls. And there's, I, I can remember there are some great lyrics in that. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, I wish I could Carl play it. Carlos Irresponsible. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'll have to play something else brilliant instead. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was, I was watching The Claws of Axos this week, which is a third Doctor adventure. Oh, is it? Oh, oh here we go. And... Um, <laughs> There was some debate about where they were going to carry out some experiments between um, the third Doctor, John Pertwee, and uh, another scientist. And the Doctor had already suggested that his facilities were sparse. Right. And, um, and then later he said, well, we could, um, we could do it at my laboratory. And the guy said to him, I thought you said yours was U.S., and I'd completely forgotten that in the 70s, people used to say US for useless. Did no. they? Yeah. And I sort of thought it was a West Midlands thing. And then they, there it was on, on Doctor really? Who. Yeah. The people say, oh, God, he's absolutely US. I don't know why. And I don't know, I don't know where it came. I mean, if it's from useless... It's a y- funny abbreviation. You'd think they would have gone for UL. Yeah. Useless. Not, mm. not. I wonder if is, is there any sort of anti-American? Um, oh, possibly, possibly. Maybe. I did tell you I saw one of the John Pertwee Doctor Who's, and there were sort of shop dummies that came to life. Ah, oh, the uh, the Autons. Oh, okay. Yes, Hobbs. Yeah, it was quite um extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> Late review. Well, it, was, it, was, um, it was the Nestine. I don't want to spoil the ending, but it was the Nestines who, uh, who did it. Oh, well, was in my there. Saturday night ruins. <laughs> Hugh Burden. <laughs> Hugh Burden was the 70s actor who might well have known your mum and dad. He's a oh, brilliant yeah. actor. He was in a thing called Inside the Mind of J.G. Reader, I think it was called. Oh, and of course he that. was. He's in that, looking a bit plastic, mm. um, because they are... Plastic is there. You should thing. check it out, Al. It's oh, very I, fine, actually. They shouldn't really. I just tell you because he I'm, likes that. I'm not going to put it in the notes of my phone <laughs> like I do some of the other recommendations I get here. 
It's interesting because they, US. there's a thing that they, they burst out of shop windows where they've been Sorry hiding this, and posing as mannequins. <laughs> Sorry again. And then the front part of their hand yeah. falls and there's guns there. Oh, that's good. And they did exactly that in the <laughs> Avengers with, I think, the Cybernauts. Oh. So, I mean, come on, guys. Oh, Get 840 is saying, Frank, it means unserviceable. Oh. Oh, OK. US, unserviceable. Mm. I want more. Someone told me that... um, More, please, as Paul McCartney once emailed me when I told him I was in love. Oh, that's nice. Email back more, please. And also, possibly your biggest name drop of the show is... Oh, well, stick around. ...email chat with Paul McCartney. (laughs) (laughs) Stick around. Um, I I was told, and I've I've never researched this, but, you know, we use the phrase bog standard. Mm. Um, Apparently it started because it was British or German standard, meaning good. Like, that's... That's a good standard. Yeah. That's a... I love a little bit of fact like that. That's a good fact. I enjoy that. Uh... Where were we? Well, it, it, it words, got, words, dear. Words. Oh, <laughs> well, there was a words thing, wasn't there, in the in the papers about words that have disappeared? Yeah, I'm still using loads of them. Oh yes. You know, like, Did apparently you, this people is the are not called Gary anymore, and then there are Garys around that are going, "Well, no, I'm still a Gary." I feel a bit like that when I look at this article and it says millennials aren't using these words, and I think, Let, "Well, this on, guy still hold, is." Hold on, I've got. <laughs> He's got them there. Yeah. So um, so Gen Zers and millennials. We should make a distinction between these two people. I don't really know what the. I do. Okay. Millennial is around 1981. I'd say you do, millennials now are sort of. Um, they're people born in the 80s, essentially, I would right. say. Oh, so you don't, you're not born on the millennium. You're not people who are under t- No, no, no. Those are Gen Zers. Oh. Gen Zers are people who've never known life without um, Apple technology, I would say, without oh. an iPhone. Oh, OK. Interesting. OK, thank you for Lovely. your time. Um, but, yes, what are these words, then? There are words that they're unfamiliar with, so they're in danger of being... Yeah. Well, let, let's... Um, let's um, the, the, the fez is being pushed in my face to, what, to a point of them, where some of, some of the, 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 the some of my snot has been smeared across my face from the brim of the fez yeah. and so I need to clean up a bit so we'll come back with these um, alright we'll come back with these uh, with these words Yeah. I'll tell you what, Frank. I uh, I didn't expect you to light up the switchboard with your uh, discussion of useless US US, <clears throat> because I think you were incorrect there. Um, many people have messaged us saying that it actually comes from. Um, uh, let me. I'll I'll read you um, uh, a missive because it's unserviceable a lot of people are saying uh, hi frank emily and alan us is abbreviation for useless well that's not true many are saying that it's uh, unserviceable right uh, okay is originally from overlook when running through a check sheet the mark would either be tick or check in america if the thing met the standard unserviceable us if it was rejected or okay if it had in faults America. that could be overlooked yeah it's an american military thing you wouldn't think the american, Marines... the american military using the term us as a negative thing well mm. it means that they can't fix it basically i know but they're using us you think that would be their most positive abbreviation mm. ever well like go usa mm. <laughs> maybe mm. yeah I think that sounds a, a, a sort of self-loathing that they perhaps they haven't uh, recognised consciously. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. So um, now uh, these li- these words here. When I use GB for gorblimey. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, these words. Yes. Yeah, so the the theory is that some words have basically died out through misuse. Some of them, to be fair, I think. I mean, I'll, I've got the list here. They include cad, nincompoop, bounder and balderdash. I think what it means is that what they're actually saying is P.G. Woodhouse is dead. Yeah. <laughs> or Stephen Fry. Yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think... He's not dead, is he? No. Okay. He's driving the taxi. Oh, yeah, of so. course. Um, I, um, 
So those ones, there are some that I was genuinely shocked by, ones that I still think of as quite modern words. Mm-hmm. Boogie. Oh. Oh, you don't yeah. think that's modern? This, I imagine... That's recently been on film posters, though. I imagine right. youth using, you know... <laughs> do I you do. want to go for a boogie? Uh-huh. Just boogie generally sounds like that might have lived on into the, the modern age. Yeah. Very John Travolta. Where will yeah. we be without... I mean, who are the sunshine, the moonlight and the good times going to blame it on now? It's, it's oh, one of the big questions of the day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're in trouble. That is fabulous. And this what about Jules on. Holland? Is he just going to play <laughs> Woogie? <laughs> As if it isn't bad enough. He's going to be reduced even further. I mean, Boogie was a struggle, but oh. I, don't, I don't want um, Woogie sans Boogie. No, yeah. no, you need... Um, yeah, boogie nights, that's gone. Yeah, that's nights. Gone. Um, I also noticed because it specifically says it's people under thirty, isn't okay. it? Okay, I aren't using these words. Yeah, who who would be mm. unfamiliar with? I them. think there are four people under thirty who listen to this show. Yeah, according to our well, producer, them. is one of them, mm-hmm. and she's familiar with all of these words. But I have a theory on that why the producer knows all these weird old words. Okay. Because she hangs out with weird old people like us. Oh, and yeah, she's that. become like one of those children raised by nanas. Oh, um, yes, Who use a be. slightly sort of odd vernacular, like, oh, must go and spend a penny. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think working on... on, on Certainly working with me, I don't want to drag you in on this. It's no, a bit I'm in like, there, babe. It's a bit like visiting Miss Havisham. Mm. Yes. <laughs> for, uh, for a younger person. Mm. Um, there's yeah. my career in the middle of the table covered in cobwebs. <laughs> the, the, the word disco is on the list, which I think... If people Disco's gone as well. Disco Come is on there. On. And as soon as I saw that, I had a flashback to when I was a teenager still living at home, but going out... And I went to a nightclub, and of oh course God. back then mobile phones didn't exist. No. And a friend of mine phoned my house to see what I was up to, and my mum said, "Oh, he's gone to the disco with Malk." <laughs> so that's where I was. I was yeah. at the disco with Malk. Um, when your mum says it, does she mean milk? <laughs> okay. Can I say also, Frank, yonks and brill are yeah. now obsolete. I mean, what's Chris Tarrant going to do? Ah, oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Give the man a break. Now that is, he's finished. <laughs> Still alive? I think so. Yeah. 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 He, do you think he watches uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with um, with, with bile? <laughs> Mine, it's been young since, <laughs> since he was on it. Thirty-seven percent of people under thirty mm. um, didn't know the word Wally. Wow! Whenever I went to gigs in my youth, there used to be people shouting Wally. Before oh, really? it was a tradition, people would start shouting it. You see, but to be fair, he doesn't make it easy on himself. I blame him on the visibility front. Yeah, he's hiding. It's fair to say he keeps a low profile, <laughs> yeah. Wally. What was he expecting? Yeah, he's, um, his PR people are robbing. <laughs> I've been using it. I shout it when the uh, COVID press briefings are on. I shout, Wally! <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> and Balderdash when uh-huh. they do their fake stats, you know. That's, uh, of course, that's a new word, covid Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fiance is also Beyonce? dying out. Fiance. Beyonce is dying out. If someone's just switched the radio on, they'll be terrified. Fiance. Oh, that's one of my. That's such a fabulously. Fi- why is that dying out? People are I, still getting hitched, aren't they? I'll tell they? you hitched. why. It sounds a bit. Um, Mr. Bennett is. He is worth three hundred a year, because it's rather. It sounds a bit monocle wearing. I think is the idea. I think fiancé is a sort of carry-on film thing. (laughs) I would put fiancé very much in the same box as negligee. (laughs) As those French words that people used in the 70s. We know, dear. In order to sound very Frank Skinner would put fiancé in a negligee. In the same box. I mean, who wears a negligee anymore? 
Emily, awkward. Not, not me. <laughs> Over to our negligee correspondent. <laughs> not me. I'm just on the bottoms, as we've discussed before. I oh. think you said Randy has gone as well. Speaking of, uh, oh, speaking of, carry on. that, he'd been absolute radio too long. I used to have. Uh, Let me just think through this joke and make sure I can say it on air. Oh, yeah. We'll play some music. Um, No, I'll tell you what it was. I used to to do a joke. um, There are sayings, there were sayings, brandy makes you randy and um, whiskey makes you frisky. And I used to say what I need is is an alcoholic drink that rhymes with totally impotent. (laughs) Um, But... um, Randy Randy was a very used... um, I'd say it's a fine <laughs> joke. And also, the, the you know, the, the target is me. Self-deprecating. <laughs> mm, mm. Well-constructed. Mm, it's, it's not some sort of male trumpeting by any You're sense. You're punching neither up nor down but inwards. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm punching. Uh, well, never mind what I'm punching. OK. But, yeah. What about, Frank, sometimes they get swapped as well. So salty has replaced testy, I would say. Oh, it's a bit, someone said it was a bit salty. A bit salty? I don't know what. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, for Testy, is sake. that like a bit fighty? Yes. If someone has oh, been, yeah. Well, yeah. when I studied in Cardiff, they uh, they oh, said chopsy. Chopsy? Chopsy? He's getting chopsy, and he? Getting chopsy around you? Also, Frank, we used to say, um, I'll get out the violins. Do you remember oh, that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. they say the struggle is real. Do they? Mm. That's a, I like, I like that. that. You see, I like. There's a lot of the new stuff I love. What has replaced um, Coulston, for example? Oh yeah. no, Frank, that's, that's not replaced anything. It's uh, never yeah, going to take good. off, mate. Okay. I heard a man say, an American man on the telly, instead of desperation, he said desperality, and I did. <laughs> I like that. I did like it. Emily. Oh, thank you. Over to me in the studio, in the That's Life studio. Well, I had a few things uh, I want to mention. Anthony Lewis has been in touch. Or just call him Tony L. Yeah, or Al. Yeah. Um, Tony Lewis, who was a cricketer. It was was initials. It was uh, initials for A.R. Lewis. He was at Glamorgan in England. He, um, they called him Al. Because he was uh, ARL was the initials. Right, yeah. Mm. Just saying. Okay. So, Anthony Lewis. And people are worried about millennials not knowing Wally. What are they going to make of that little lot? <laughs> yeah. um, Frank, how about the term crash the rocks? We're talking about phrases which might be become obsolete. This is a brummy saying. I have cleared it, by the way. Okay. It's clean. Uh, which means passing out sweets to your mates. Crash the rocks, of course, yeah. It's a very 70s saying, not used or understood today. Did you or have you ever used the expression uh, crash the rocks, I've Frank Skinner? S- I've certainly heard it, yeah. Have you? Crash the rocks. And for, when you said it to me, it meant nothing to me, but once you said uh, crash, obviously, to, 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 to share... Not I say obviously. obviously. <laughs> no, not really obviously. not. It's not what the no. word means. No, to, to crash, cr- crash out, you might say, as well, to get the stuff out. Anyway, so yeah, crash the rocks. See, in my Love family, it. if somebody had a big bag of sweets, we'd probably say share the wealth. But I think that's quite obvious, isn't it? I like that as well. I we see. would have said, "I'm sorry, my mother doesn't let me have sugar." <laughs> but, you know, we're all different. Dear. Yeah. I um, we used to call it sock as well. Have you got any sock? Meaning <laughs> <laughs> sweets. <laughs> we, we've really pared it down to the absolute core meaning. Mm. Yeah. Apparently, the word um, swat is not being used now. You know, swat. That's a shame. I don't mean to swat a fly. I mean like a kid who's studying hard and they're not calling each other swats. That uh, that makes me sad. Yeah, what's Mm. happened to bullying? Yeah, I know, it's not like... It's it's, it's all online now, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's this progress, that's what we've got to ask ourselves. When I was at school, running away (laughs) from these big kids, now it's all... (laughs) Frank laments the halcyon days of bullying. Yeah, Um, the uh, national obesity crisis, (laughs) side side, uh, side effect. This is true. This My is true. Uh, son had a challenge from school and he had to come up with some... He had to come up with, I think, ten words that were two syllables and included a double letter. Oh. 
in Ooh. them. So things like willing and I don't need to give you examples. You can no. balloon. Balloons are yeah. very good. That's a double, double letter. Yeah, thank you. I think you've gone into the development too early. You need to establish the theme <laughs> oh, okay. first. Anyway, one of the ones he chose was spiffing. Oh. And that can only be because he's an avid Beano reader. Nice. I, he, yeah. he could not have seen that anywhere <laughs> other than the Beano. I worry that the teacher will think he got it from me, but no, no. Yeah. So he'd know SWAT, which still crops up. Frank, in the uh, mm-hmm. well, two two three says SWATs are now tryhards. Mm. Oh, that's quite. I'm Aussie. not sure. I don't mind it though. I don't mind. See, I like the new stuff. <laughs> I like it. And an update from a text in that I created earlier on three eight nine has said pencil is a mixture of graphic powder and clay binder. Graphite, please. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Did I say graphic? You did, but well, I'm sorry. What is it? Graphite and clay... Cl- graphite powder and clay binder. I'm going to... Uh, I'm, I think I went to school with clay binder. <laughs> <laughs> with um, both of them? Yeah. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I am Frank Skinner and I'm on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. I love being texted... But in order to do that, you need to use 81215. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram also at Frank on the Radio, and you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Do it. I've been discussing sure. words, um, and it, I've just remembered, I just had a flashback to this week walking home from dropping a child off a at school. A retro thought. And um, I, I overheard a kid say the word anti-disestablishmentarianism. Ah. And for a brief moment, I wished that it wasn't in the context of this is a long word. Which nah. is, yeah. But I suppose if I wanted that to happen, I should have sent them to a faith school, really. You're so yeah. right. It's the only <laughs> yeah. context only in which that's up. used. If someone used that Probably in on sentence. some of the blogs Frank reads, maybe. But what? Why is it anti-disestablishmentarianism? It's a religious thing, isn't it? Is it's it? About is it? The disestablishment of church and oh, state. Is that what and if you're not, against I, it, I didn't maybe. know. Let's not go into the blogs we read. Or we'll be in dark. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Al's dark world. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you dear. what... That's, um, just, that's on Channel 5, actually. I'll start well, I'd like to. <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what I thought was, was a very clever um, compound word was cankles. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, yes. But I that's do. gone, I think. I haven't heard anyone refer to cankles for I a long time. I think it's... Good. Yeah, I don't It's think that it's... moment when the calf and the ankle are, are, in, are, are mm-hmm. one. I are think people went with ankles as well for, you know, chunky, you know... Fankles. Mm. For, for, I think oh, it's now for people who were a bit on the. Um, oh no, fankles is a bit on current. It is a bit. I yeah, think it's, it's considered gone. a bit. Yeah, because it's sort of out of someone's control sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, zero eight two. Be a bicycle clip. Zero eight two. What about this from Jimmy the Face? Hey Jimmy, have you come across fossil words, which are obsolete words which have survived in modern usage? Because they are part of idioms. For example... Oh, wow. Well, he cites a few, doesn't he? I like he, it so far. Well, we'll take turns. Kith and kin. Uh, just desserts. Spick and span. <laughs> These are good. Running yeah. a mop. What do you oh, think? Yeah. So the words themselves have only survived due to their relationship with the idiom. Yeah, so kith, for example... Mm. Which I think... Um, I didn't Chris Eubank cover that Prince <laughs> <laughs> song. Um, yeah, that's, it's, a good, it's a good point, that, though. What was the other ones? Kith and Kin. Spick and Span. No, so, which, so Spick is the word, and that means clean, presumably. Yeah, Spick and Span. I like that, Jimmy. Yeah, I think it's clever. Mm-hmm. I do think it's clever. We had some, we've done some ones on this show over the years. Remember... Um, Carbon dating. Um, there was carbon mating. We had it was when you keep going out with women that look or men who look the same as the previous one. Oh, that's Rod good. Rod Stewart was the classic example of carbon <laughs> mating. Yeah, yeah. I thought he just didn't want to play, change the uh, the uh, the girlfriend avatar on his Wii. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was um, we had uh, the sorbet relationship was one of my oh, favourites. The oh, idea yeah. that you have a big relationship, then go into something a bit more um, yeah, yeah, a frisky, very for, good uh, to cleanse the palate. Very for good for the next one. 
Is there and more? Yes, well, the one. I'm just thinking of the ones we've done on the show. Yeah. Uh, okay. And one We're was doing the greatest pe- hits. Yeah. The one about people who um, working so hard they don't go out for lunch. They just they just eat where they're sitting and, and it's called eating al desco oh yeah i think yeah. that might be my favorite but i love all that stuff what about men engagement ring as well oh yeah For engagement rings worn by men very rare as well one of the last real vestiges of uh, mm. sexual difference left i, I think, think you're right women lo- wear lo- engagement lo- rings. got point. some breaking news 561 has texted just to say that i loved your hair last night on graham norton <laughs> I retired in January, haven't cut my lockdown hair, <laughs> growing old disgracefully. Yeah. It, it, I, know, I like someone saying, I retired in January and I loved you. Ah, I, I mean, it's lovely. You're giving with one hand and taking I thought he might need a bit of, like, some of the people I, saying, I hey, love, this is all right. Yeah, I love your hair. I'm writing from an 8th century monastery. Ah. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Frank, do you know you were trending on Twitter uh, yesterday? Wow, that seems ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, it's because of your hair, I think. Yeah, You're I number don't think 11. Else. Wouldn't it be great if somebody said you're so funny on, but no, it's the hair. Well, you were funny. Wasn't it, wasn't it an untucked shirt last time that we went about? I know, Maybe. people are very um, judgy. appearance-driven, aren't they, they are. these people? They are. They're holding you to very high account. I'm doing, yeah. my, I'm doing my best. Expecting no. you to be uh, the sort of Beau Brommel at all times. You have to still wonder Still in the what... chair, Beau, Beau Brommel, still in that uh, dandy oh, chair. Yeah. 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 Beau Brommel is, I'm afraid. Well, I only know it from Annie. Beau Brommel was a, uh, he was a Regency dandy. Oh, OK. He was, uh, I think he operated in London and Bath. Well, I know it from uh, Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile because yeah. Annie says, Frank... Um, your clothes may be Beau brommel Oh. You stand out a mile, but, brother, you're never fully dressed without a smile. Fabulous. I, I used that. to play that at the end of my gigs. Did you? Did you? I did. Oh, back when gigs were a thing. Annie oh, lost me gigs. at... Uh, she had me, and then she loses me at who cares what you're wearing. Oh, I can't be no, doing any truck with that, these yeah, people. She's, she's not checked Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Everyone on Twitter, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> and how your hair is. Yeah. Your, yeah, Beau Bromley, the, the, um, the mascot for Birmingham City used to be a bulldog in a Birmingham City kit called Beau Bromley. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. They've, they've, uh, they've got rid of our mascot arsenal, cost saving, sadly. I heard Dinosaurus that. Rex, oh, yeah. I think he's paying the wedge. Ozil. Yeah. Well, I think he might be being a little bit silly willy over that. Dinosaurus. Anyway. Well, you think he should be keeping a closer eye on the <laughs> outgoings during this difficult time for him? I'll tell you what I think is a word that I, and I'm loath to say this, but I'm mansplaining. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with that as a word. Why no. Not? Well, I don't. It, it doesn't I quite make sense. If you have like Aldesco or oh. or um, men engagement ring, usually it rhymes. You take out agree, one yeah. thing and put in a rhyming thing, which changes it. But mansplaining. Yes. It's, uh, I, I don't think it's good enough. It's no. not. If based... it was your ex, if your ex was um, yes. doing it and they were explaining, because that'd be hard to distinguish. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's <laughs> not... Uh, it feels sloppy. Yeah, I think... Uh, sorry I... if Jürgen Klopp's listening, but it feels slightly sloppy. Like, you've got to work hard at these things. Yes. It's, a, con- it's, a, it's a condemnation of somebody for being patronising, and I think that's why the word itself should prove that you are someone who is doesn't need patronising. But if you can't put together a... One of those words, and maybe you do need a bit of help. <laughs> wow! So you know, fair play. Morning, everyone. And uh, what could it be? Um, Ma- man slight. No, let he... me man slight that for you. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. Ilu man. I'm going to leave it to you to Ilu man it for me. What, you, okay. You want us to he cipher it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Thank God I got you to you men here to explain for me. Um, could you, I'd like to know what Alan uh, Cochran has been up to, Frank. Well, unfortunately, the first <gasps> has just, just landed, but oh. I, I had a chat. Um, I had a chat with Al, and I got. Uh, he told me about his weekend. And What's happened? Well, well, we'll find that in a minute. Okay. But it's, it was okay. great. Great stuff. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now we were talking about. Um, no, I, I thought Al was on holiday last week. I, I thought. Oh yeah. Um, and cause you Did he can, fill in his worksheet? Well, oh, often, you know what you can do in in in, a, in what they call a staycation, which is another new word, I think. Oh, um, yeah. I'm often misused the staycation. Is words. it why? Well, people use it to describe holidaying in the country that they live in, but actually, what it's meant, I think, it was originally was where you stay in your own home but you do all the things that you would do if you were on vacation near your home. So you visit your local museums oh, and go to the local all. parks uh, no, and do I all didn't. that stuff. I, I did not know that. that. Yeah, that's what the staycation really anyway, is. Anyway, it wasn't a holiday, was it? So Al? what was it? Well, last week. Yeah. Where yeah, was I it? had the weekend off because I went to that kettlebell course. Do you remember? <gasps> remember a year ago I went to a kettlebell training course and um, I think when I came back, the main thing that I wanted to talk about was seeing a man with three poached eggs <laughs> on, a beg- on a bed of scrambled eggs. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Hang on, he wasn't on the bed of scrambled eggs. He was in um, in the cafeteria canteen thing, and I thought, oh wow, he's got eggs and rice for breakfast. That's a good combo. And it turned out it was eggs on eggs. If you've got to use them up, there. Well, it's like when I remember when I um, went on a holiday with the world's strongest men. Oh, um, and they wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night, don't they? Fourteen boiled eggs. What for breakfast? Mm. Wow. It's a lot, isn't it? It was it a is. long week. It is if you're all in one minibus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of them actually broke the toilet, but that Marius, he broke the t- toilet. Too big. Well, Sitting I on was, it. Yeah. I was in a, a, a small um, construction in the Sahara Desert <laughs> with uh, an international rugby player. Um, oh, go on. It's Victor Abugu, yeah? Oh, yeah. And um, he said, oh, I'm going to have to go to the toilet. There's a tiny, tiny toilet in there. So he went into the toilet. Anyway, the, the post uh, the post experience of it was so bad that me and him both just slept out on the sand <laughs> with, um, with a, a mosquito net just pulled over us like a duvet, which wouldn't really help with the mosquito, but we couldn't, we couldn't no. be in that. that uh, oh, well, I've, I've no stories of daring do to that level, but I did... But, so um, what, and, and this was a, it's sort of a... There's more sharing poo <laughs> than daring do. <laughs> yes. Is it, is it sort of a they, mini break? No, they teach you, they teach you how to do uh, some it, of the fundamental... It, is um, it, do you go movements. away to it? Yeah, it was. So a, you sleep. Uh, it's in like it a, was at Lillishall. Um, oh, the old England sports. training. Yes, okay. yes, yes. But I, I didn't do the residential thing this year. I stayed in an Airbnb nearby, and I just drove there and back. I hired a car for it as well, um, and I did. Uh, a, there was a slightly strange moment. The woman that was doing the here's the here's the car. She said, "Oh, sorry, it's smaller than the one that you thought you were getting. It's a Fiat 500." I mean, I'm a big guy, mm. and then I'm driving there in a tiny little car like Mr Bean or something. Oh, Especially no. with all the kettlebell friends. Well, most of the yeah, kettlebell exactly. guys <laughs> arrive on those. You know those railway things when you pop those handles <laughs> up and down. Look at the silent movie. Yeah, they all arrive on those. <laughs> Just warm up. And she said, "Do you want to take out that um, extra insurance so that it's it's fifteen quid a day, and then that way, if you have a, any kind of claim, you don't have to pay?" And I said, "No, I've got that. I've, I get it yearly. You know, the what's it called? Excess cover." Oh yeah. I said that, um, and she said, "Well, are you sure? Because it means that even if it's somebody else's fault, the first thousand pounds or something, you'll have to pay." And I went, "No, no, no. I've got it. I got home, and I think that was like three years ago that I had that. I don't think I really have that." Oh wow. You, know, you, didn't, you didn't have any scrapes. Well. Not with the kettlebells. We'll come back to that. Oh, no. <laughs> I think we've just got the feds, so maybe I'll um, keep that as the cliffhanger. That bit when you were holding the car above your head. <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the bar. In retrospect, in the bar I, should, I should have done that with a car I owned rather yeah, than a ex- higher car. Exactly. Are you strong? You, could you pick me up like the world's strongest man did? I know we've got to go to the feds. Apologies. Could you pick me up? And hold me aloft with two hands above your head. Uh, 
un, under normal times, absolutely, undoubtedly, but oh, not because of the social distancing. Are you um, furtively <laughs> auditioning Paul Bearers? <laughs> So we were in Lillishall. I've hired the uh, Fiat 500, although I didn't want a Fiat 500, but I got it. I've driven to Lillishall, terrified because I'm paying the first thousand pounds of any damage that somebody else might do to the car. And um, I come out one day, and it, it really does alter the way you drive and the mm. way you park. Everything's suddenly filtered through this, oh, I've got to look after this car, which you don't necessarily with your own. Um, and I come out and I look at the car door and there's a tiny little dimple in the metal above the door handle, almost as if, this sounds ridiculous, almost as if a conqueror has fallen and just left oh, a little, yeah. like uh, the size of a penny. That, And I know what a penny looks like, trust yeah. me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all I've got now, thank you, Rishi. Anyway, um, I... Uh, <laughs> So then I'm like, oh, what if he notices? What if I take the car back? And he says, yeah, that's £1,000 for that tiny little dimple. And uh, so I drive back home thinking, oh, God, he's going to spot it. And then on the day I was Mm. taking it back, it had rained in Manchester. So I drove it back and there was still quite a lot of water on the vehicle. And all the way I'm driving there, I'm trying not to go so fast that the drops go off the car because I think these will help him not see it. Oh. They'll camouflage the little dot. And then the guy comes out to, you know, they assess it with a little clipboard. Mm. I really put on a show. I was so charming and friendly to that guy, which is how you know that it was incentivized because charming and friendly is not my usual shtick. I was like, yeah, yeah, they're fun, these little cars, aren't they? They're, oh, they're not bad. I feel a bit ill. I, didn't, oh, I was like, ew. I didn't think I was going to enjoy a Fiat I mean, I still don't like it on the motorway, but it's actually quite nippy around town and all that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, chatting away. And honestly, when he said, yeah, yeah, that's fine, the rush I got, oh, the, it was like David Blaine going up in those balloons. I feel exactly oh. the same adrenaline shot as he had. Couldn't you have got one of the guys at the kettlebell thing to headbutt it flat? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was worried just, about creating would... more damage. All, all they do is give it a little flip with the nail. Yeah, but I wonder if you could just yeah. press it with your thumb, maybe, if you have that kind of They strength. could. The, the, the capes, you apparently got very strong thumbs, that's how he did that. Is that, what, is that true? That's what one of the theories, yeah. Is it really? Very strong thumbs. God, he actually um, hitchhiking, he could go transcontinental. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the thing that Al was telling me about is there was a what's it, the snatch challenge. The snatch test is the snatch is an exercise where you basically you sort of you you propel a kettlebell from between your legs oh, okay. to above your head and catch it. So, there. so we're on about from between your knees, twenty four kilos. Yes, which is like a bag of spuds for the elder things. <laughs> No, it's fifty-three pounds ish, or, or three point seven eight stone. I've done we, some maths on it. For we you. used to get fifty-six pound bags of potatoes. Oh, really? Because we had chips four times a day. Mm. Brilliant! Sounds great. Yeah, and oh, you lift it up. I've seen, I've seen a video of Al doing it. You sort of swing it up from between your knees, and you hold it absolutely aloft like Bobby Moore with the Jules Rimet, and then it comes back down. <laughs> and how many? So that sounds. I think. Oh, that's good. When he told it me, I thought that. That was the challenge. <laughs> no, the challenge is to do that a hundred times in five minutes and meet the standards. Oh. And I got, I got eighty-seven. I got eighty-seven. Sorry, everyone. Pieces. I couldn't do it. Loser. I couldn't do it. How many times could you do it? Well, I asked Al to look me in the eye and, and tell me if he thought I could do it at all. <laughs> look me in the. It's all getting very. Int- if I'd have walked in with you two yeah, was, talking uh, about kettlebells we whilst maintaining firm eye contact, yeah. we I were, couldn't have handled the testosterone. We yeah, were, it's we very were difficult to com- socially distance during that <laughs> chat because I could tell Frank just wanted to hug me. We were completely naked. We had um, steak. Um, we're just eating with our hands out of a bowl. <laughs> and I had one small t- uh, stick-on transfer of a dragon. And did you have uh, Jason Statham in uh, Crank playing in the background <laughs> as a film? I wish, but yeah. we know. I think we actually had a BBC breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's perfect in life. you both something thank you um <laughs> oh by the way frank i've just thought of something i agree with you about mansplaining 
It doesn't quite work. We're just talking about as a as a word. Mm. I think I thought you, of one. Oh, good, because you are exactly the sort of person who should come up with it. Well, it's not very good, so give me a while. But just what about um, chaptronizing? I like it. Instead of patronizing. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite there, but it's better than mansplain. At least it rhymes. No, mansplain, they haven't. Chaptronising. What they've done is they've put out the rough sketch and not waited for the oil painting with mansplaining. Uh, Can we discuss the vice presidential debate this week? I think it's um, legally binding that every radio show discuss the the fly on Mike Pence's (laughs) head. It's become the big story of the week. I mean... I felt sorry for Jeff Goldblum waking up, hearing oh, the fly she, was trending. Oh, yeah. He's going, honey, buy that house in Malibu. It's, course, all it, our problems are over. But if Mike Pence had been in the <laughs> teleportation unit, it would have had the same mm-hmm. thing. And let's not forget um, the inside-out baboon, how risky it can be, that teleportation. Can I say Mike Pence, very uh, grandpa in Lego, the hair? Yes. <laughs> very good. Wouldn't you say? Yes, it is super white, isn't it? I mean, come on. Do you think the fly... Because it was two minutes that it stayed on that hair. It's a long time for a fly. Next time we see him, his head will be a swirling maggots. (laughs) Has anybody raised the possibility that the fly was stuck for a while? Like, it just landed and thought, oh, there's more brill cream or hair wax or whatever it is in here than I expected. And the fly was thinking... Oh, a horrible trap. <laughs> like quicksand or something. I was lost in pants, <laughs> in love. Well, my dad, I can still see my dad getting ready to go down the pub. He used to do a thing of standing slightly sumo thing so his trousers didn't fall down, stand by the sink and have a wash. Mm-hmm. And no one has a wash anymore to that ever shower about. And then he would scoop into the butter dish, take out a piece of butter and just smooth his hair back with it. And Lovely. I wonder if Mick Pence had been using uh, Mick Pence. My, my, <laughs> the way it's Mick like... Pence, like he's a scaffolder in West Bromwich. It reminds me of something. the way he calls Cristiano Ronaldo Chris. He's called <laughs> Mike Pence Mick. If Pence has been using something <laughs> like... Uh, you know that white, white chocolate spread you can get from Tesco? So oh, yeah. Been, <laughs> Frank, was that a common thing? Because I remember staying with some friend, family friends in uh, Scotland when we were children, and I saw the dad in the morning go down and put his comb in the chip fat. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he put it in his head, and mm-hmm. I didn't know people did that. Uh, no, it's probably not hygienic. <laughs> um, my dad always went out with butter on his head. I, 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 this may be a story that indicates some gentrification, but uh, a long time ago I lived in um, East Dulwich, fashionable South London, uh, mm. with a man who put olive oil into his hair. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, my brother, Keith, used to wash his hair with 1001 carpet cleaner. <laughs> and I, I know someone who used Febreze as a deodorant. Well, he, he read he had read that Peter May of the Pretty Things used it, and so you see, you've got to be careful what you make public. Mm. Uh, speaking of words, <laughs> this has been Words Week on the show. We're talking mm. about unusual words. I, I, he was a, a governor for a, a long time, Mike Pence, as most people who get to that level in American things. And I have always loved that, that anything to do with being a governor, like the, go- the elections of a governor, are called gobernatorial <laughs> with a B. I, that is a great... Why? I don't know why, but I love... I think it's the, the original Someone Latin that got a bit of that. Surely it's Germanic gubernatorial sounds gubernatorial yeah I think it might have been me could be right well we'll find out during the week yeah exactly I'm back in Latin but I've been wrong before (laughs) so anyway look um, thank you for listening to us mucho appreciatum as uh, (laughs) as they used to say in ancient Rome (laughs) and um, if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we will be back again this time next week now get out this is Frank Skinner this is Absolute Radio